Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 26th, week 16, now in the books. And we are headed into Fantasy Championship Week. Uh, joined by Joe tonight. Joe, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? How was your Christmas? Not too bad, man. A lot of uh, football watching, a lot of time with family. Uh, busy weekend, but uh, nonetheless, good football and excited about championship week coming up here. Uh, and I know you are as well. Uh, we're playing each other in the championship in two different leagues. So uh, a couple big matchups for us this upcoming week. But we will recap week 16 of the NFL today. Uh, we'll talk about some injuries that will affect championship week. Uh, we'll recap the dynasty on the lake playoff picture. I know we haven't had an episode in a couple of weeks here, so we can kind of talk about what's happened in the playoffs in our, in our home league that we've been following on this podcast throughout the season. Uh, we'll give an update on our other, uh, dynasty home league that we've referenced our Shiva league and where we are with the championship there. And we'll talk about a few guys at each position who have been playoff winners and playoff losers. I have to say before we jump into this, how nice it was having football, NFL football to watch on Christmas Day, the way it fell. I mean, can we just try to make this like a real thing every year for Christmas? Because that was, to me, that's much more enjoyable. I don't mind NBA. I can watch it. But I'd much rather sit down on Christmas Day and watch, you know, three three slates of football games. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it made, you know, we were out and about, like, you know visiting the wife's family, visiting my family yesterday on Christmas. But, you know, everywhere we went, the game was on TV. So, it, you know, all the guys in the family, both sides, just watching the games, you know, talking football. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So I, I agree with you. I, I don't know if they'll be able to do that every year because, you know, Christmas is going to be like on a Wednesday next year, I think. So um, that might not happen every year, but whenever, you know, Christmas is between like Thursday and Monday, I think they need to definitely make that happen. Uh, they could see, they could easily do this still though. They have the teams that play on Saturday, the week before line up instead of playing on Thursday, the following, just play up on that Wednesday. Yeah. Cool. That's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you get at least one game that way. Uh, not a bad idea. Tell Rogers people to call me. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if they played the Thursday before. You know, you can play the next Wednesdays. Exactly. But no, yeah, I agree with you. Ho- you know, holidays and football go together well. I mean, it's a staple of Thanksgiving. You know, it was a staple of Christmas this year. I mean, having a full Black slate. Friday. Yeah, Black Friday had a game. You know, having, uh, you know, Red Zone on Christmas Eve is great. Yeah, a lot, a lot of football for the holidays is not a bad thing. All right, uh, let's get into some of the injuries we had this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, not that he's been playing great, but he hurt his shoulder and is likely to miss this upcoming week 17. Um, you know, maybe a lot of teams may not have had him that were still alive since he has been very up and down this year. But uh, nonetheless, you know, that's going to impact. That could impact, you know, anybody who has Calvin Ridley as well for the championship week. Uh, Cole Kovett had a was having a really good game before he heard his knee for the Bears yeah, uh, this week. Uh, he's also in question for Week 17. So an already thin tight end position gets even thinner there. Jalen Waddle, high ankle sprain. Also likely to miss probably Week 17 and 18. Um, but... Yeah, we Joe and I were just talking about this. You know, it's probably you know gets Tyreek even more targets uh, this upcoming week. Um, I do think the Dolphins had a tough matchup. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but Ravens. Um, the Ravens. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe they're funneling everything to Tyreek. I mean, they don't really have much else that good at receiver. I mean, it's like Cedric Wilson and Braxton Berrios. So. Uh, could also be a game see. where they try to get all their all their running backs involved then too. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, they, they might just you know dump off to Achan and Mostert a lot and see what happens. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that turns out. Not not their best matchup. So, but I mean, if you have two, if you have Tyreek, you're not really 
even thinking about anything else at this point. Yeah, those guys are locked in your lineup. So, uh, Jordan Addison, uh, he had an ankle. He's week to week, so he's likely out week 17. Uh, you know, he was he was having a good run the second half of the season here. Uh, so unfortunate there. I mean, even with Jefferson back, he was getting looks. So, uh, you know, his season is likely uh, come to an end at this point, unless the Vikings do find their way into the playoffs. Uh, another Vikings injury, TJ Hawkinson, uh, ACL and MCL injuries. So not good there. Definitely out for the season for him. Uh, I, ha- we, I haven't seen any official reports on like ACL surgery or anything like that, but if that did come into play, could potentially impact the start of next year as well for him being that we're at the end of December here, but something to keep an eye on throughout the off season uh, with him and how he progresses from his recovery there. Uh, a couple of concussions this week that happened this week that will likely impact availability for week 17. Uh, we had Cortland Sutton uh, have one early in the game for Denver and then Isaiah Pacheco as well. Uh, Joe, I know you were not happy about the Pacheco one the way it happened here. I, I didn't see much of this game, but uh, apparently he wasn't strapping his helmet in. Tight enough, it fell off on two straight plays. I mean, I would assume that's what happened. That's why the helmet came off. They didn't really talk about it or show it, but it's so unlikely to see a helmet come off as it is, unless it's full. Like it's got to be fully strapped for that not to happen, and for it to happen two plays in a row, it's like, dude, like, don't you? You think like after it happens the first time, like, okay, I better just start like you know fully strapping my helmet on. Now the helmet popped off, and his own offensive lineman was you know trying to block the guy that was tackling him, and he came in right from behind with a knee to the back of the head and also caught the foot, the lineman's foot in the back of the head. So, I mean, it's something that could easily could have been avoided had you, you know, strapped your helmet properly. Boom. You wouldn't have a concussion and be, you know, in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll lose my mind what happened, but yeah. <laughs> in mind that these guys, they, they let these guys do that too. Like you'll see a lot of receivers on the, you know, strap like the top or bottom or whatever. It's like, how, like, when safety is being pushed so hard on these guys, how is it not a flag if it's not fully engaged? Yeah, good question. Uh, then lastly, this happened week 16, but since we didn't have a show last week, uh, Jamar Chase, AC sprain in the shoulder, missed week 16. Uh, it sounds like he's going to miss week 17 as well. Uh, so that's a tough blow for anybody with Jamar Chase, you know, being the fastest playoffs, losing one of the best receivers in football there. Um, but I don't think he's officially out yet, but it wasn't looking good for him for this coming week. No, it's, the, the report that I read said two to four weeks. And I would assume next week, if they're like week 18, if they're battling for a playoff spot, he'll probably try to go. I would assume. I will say, too, it does. It sucks to lose him, especially now. You, we all got our hopes up if you had him, which I have him in a league. If you get your hopes up, you know, when you see Burrow go down, you're like, man, that sucks. Like, I'm not going to get production out of this guy. It's going to take mm-hmm. a big dip. And it did take a dip, but Browning is bald. He's been serviceable, yeah. That, so that he's was actually like, quite refreshing to see. Yeah, he's earned himself, like, at least, uh, you know, a, a top-end backup salary moving forward, I think. I, and it, I, would, he, I would think so, too. I mean, yeah, if he finished, like, if he would have, you know, beat Pittsburgh this past week and maybe got them into the playoffs, I think he'd even potentially get a starting job somewhere next year as well, or at least, you know, be a candidate for one somewhere or for be in a competition with somebody at least. But, that anyways, be show. we can go through and go, we can play the quarterback carousel and who, who oh, yeah. is going where next year. Oh, yeah. Come, come March or so, maybe we're after the Super Bowl. That's, yeah. That's definitely something we we will be talking about on this show. I, I'm already I'm already calling it now. Fields to the Raiders. Ooh, I, I've heard rumors that Steelers want to go after him. Well, I hope not. As, you know, as Browns fans, we don't want that, but we we hope they go stick to the Raiders. Go to the Raiders. Go throw to Devontae. Yeah, go to the Raiders. You know, go to go to Washington. Stay out of the FC North. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the Dynasty on the Lake playoff picture here. So I think our last episode was right before the playoffs started. So uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about any of that. But, 
you know, we, we've had some upsets. We've had some uh, teams, like some eggs in the playoffs. But championship is set. We have Matt Kudla versus Brad for the championship of the inaugural year of our Dynasty on the Lake League. Um, it wasn't too long ago we had the trade deadline. We were all questioning what, what Matt Kudla was doing, trading away DJ Moore for a couple picks. Uh, as he was, I think, 10-3 and three at the time and the three seed in the league. Uh, here he is in the championship, though, in a week that he started Odell Beckham Jr. and Dontavian Wicks as his only two receivers. <laughs> that's, uh, I, I mean, that's that's the fantasy playoffs for you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just it's a Cinderella story again. And... You know, this this is one of those things that also proves when it comes to fantasy football, do what you can to make the playoffs because you get in, anything can happen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like my, my whole goal every year is any league, make the playoffs. If you make the playoffs in, in a fantasy league, that's a win. You, you can't really predict what's going to happen beyond there. So just get in and kind of hope for the best, basically. Um, and that's all you can do. I mean. We both played enough fantasy football to see crazier things than this even happen. You know, teams that, you know, are look horrible. Teams that are starting Rex Burkhead and Braxton Berrios in the playoffs go on and, you know, win, win a championship. So um, anything, anything can happen Yeah, in the playoffs. So you just. That being said, though, I don't know. I wouldn't advise trading away your best players two weeks before the playoffs and hoping for the best, but uh, I mean, it worked out for him. I mean, DJ Moore, I mean, hasn't really done much in the, in the two playoff weeks that we've had yet. So hasn't really cost him in that aspect, I, I guess, either way, even if he would have lost. I mean, it should be an interesting matchup between the two. I definitely think Greenheads has got to be favorited, I would imagine, but hey, anything could happen. I mean, Who's to say this isn't the week that Odell goes and scores two touchdowns? Yeah, yeah, I mean, possibly. Uh, I mean, he was on a little streak a few weeks ago where he had like two, three, four good games in a row. So, I mean, maybe maybe he pulls another good one out for the championship week this week. But Or he puts games um, in now with, uh, you know, Sutton out. There, yeah. Who knows? Any, anything is possible. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Yeah, Tucker Tucker Crafts was started in a semifinal matchup for a team that won. I mean, <laughs> anything is definitely possible. That's a second tight end being started, too. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, Cole Komet had a good game for us. Yeah, I mean, do we want to talk about these matchups a little bit here? You know, we had Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, both solid games, 22, 23 points. You know, Saquon Barkley and Rashad White with 19 points, 20 points out of Cole Komet. So, I mean, you know, the guys that he does have put up game, you know, probably above average games for all of them. But, you know, yeah, nothing you crazy ex- is really above average. No, you would expect Walker to bounce back, too. I mean, I doubt Walker's going to put up another dud of a six-point game. So, you would see – I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll see an improvement there, too. I mean, what he'll probably – he won't have Komet, right? Or it's questionable. Yeah, TBD after that. Um, Got Everett, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe he throws in a Marvin Mims, Gerald Everett. Doesn't really have any other options outside of those two guys, but maybe Josh Downs. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a one-week sample. So, I mean, probably going to stick with the guys he has if they're all playing. But, yeah, if that's out. Obviously, you'll have to throw one of those other guys in there, but but yeah, I mean, he beat Pat's team, who uh, was definitely heavily favored going into the matchup. Uh, just you know, didn't pan out for him. You know, Patrick Mahomes had a dud uh, in that loss. Um, you know, he's had a few more duds than usual this year as a whole. I mean, I think that's just more so you can say that about the Chiefs than Mahomes specifically, but. That whole offense is down. I mean, I think I think Pacheco has been a bright spot this year, but anything passing related has been a down year for that whole yeah, offense. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, 
Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe losing Eric Bieniemy had an impact, uh, that big of an impact too. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's just been a down year overall for the Chiefs' offense compared to what we're used to, at least. Um, you yeah, know, Pat's able to get a big game out of Russell Wilson and Brandon Ayuk, and Tyreek Hill did. Just got just missed the hundred yard bonus there, nine for ninety nine. Real close. I mean, Kelsey um, had an okay game with. But uh, another dud from Pollard. Yeah, yeah, he's he's somebody we'll talk about in the offseason more too. I mean, he had a compared to what the expectations were, he's had a very down year. I feel like Pollard. he's had like a like literally single handful this year of like games where you're like, this is what I expected to get out of Pollard, and then two ha- two hands worth of games where it's like, what is going on? Yeah, like is it him? The line? It's just ugly. No, I agree. He, he had a little stretch here, weeks 11 to 14, where he put up some good games. But then outside of that, uh, he had a couple good games at the beginning of the year, and that was about it. But, yeah, he's somebody that, I mean, he might he's uh, he was franchise back, too, I think. So he'll be a free agent again in the offseason. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. If, if he stays in Dallas, if he goes somewhere else, if he does go somewhere else, is he the starter? So, well, a lot of questions with Pollard for his future. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, back to the matchup here. Yeah, his past running backs, Ty Chandler, Chuba Hubbard, Tony Pollard, uh, combined 25 or so points. So, that's not great. Um, really, yeah, took down the other, you know, nobody went off on his team. Maybe Russell Wilson's 25, you can call going off for him. But, uh, you know. His team otherwise did average and fell just short, lost by six points to Matt Kudla. What a matchup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the other thing is the next matchup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very low scoring semifinals here. So that was 139 to 133. Here we have Brad defeating Kevin, 129 to 107. Kevin was uh, favored to win going into Monday Night Football here. He was up four points uh, with Purdy left going against McCaffrey. Uh, so, you you know, you would think with a four-point lead back, you could uh, – you should potentially win. But when the other – when the other player is McCaffrey, you never know. So, uh, Purdy had the worst game of his career. Uh, four interceptions, no touchdowns. Ended up getting hurt. In the fourth quarter, missed out on all the potential garbage time points. So that really uh, cost Kevin any shot he had uh, to come back in that matchup after, you know, McCaffrey ended up going for 100 yards and a touchdown. It also cost six passes. Uh, outside, I mean, so Purdy had 1.4 points. Wasn't even the lowest scoring quarterback in the matchup because Brad had Sam Howell, who had negative two points. So... <laughs> We know where the bar is set. Yeah. Uh, Kevin did activate Bailey Zappi from his taxi squad uh, Sunday morning. Uh, panned out for him, though. Uh, 19 points for Zappi. You know, he was missing CJ Stroud for the second week in a row. So, had a uh, desperation call there, but it actually, you know, panned out with a solid game there for Zappi. Uh, and then Brad had Fields, who had a good game there, 26 yards, or 26 yards, 26 points. Uh, highest scoring player uh, in the between the four quarterbacks in that matchup. Uh, for Kevin, you know, he had a big game out of Bijan and Kyron Williams. Also, Chris Olave, 26 points in the Thursday night game. Uh, outside of that, though, he had a few duds. I mean, Dalton Kincaid. A couple games since Dawson has been back. He had a goose egg, I think, last week and one catch for seven yards this week. So they were definitely uh, looking uh, for Knox now that he's back and they just kind of shuffled Kincaid back into the tight end two role. Yeah, they've been they've pretty much been splitting time. So he's only been out there for about half the snaps. Him and Knox basically split it. Whereas earlier in the year when Knox was playing, they were playing a lot of two tight end sets, but they've been doing a lot less of that the last couple of weeks. That's a bug. Yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, the one that kills me too is the dud out of James Cook. 
because that dude had yeah. the best game of his career last week, and then absolutely just comes back this week and lays a fucking egg. Yeah, James Cook, what, 180 yards and a touchdown, plus a couple receiving, a couple receptions and another receiving touchdown last week. Yeah, just went off. Then 20 for rushes, 70 yards, one fumble loss, no receptions. So quite the Jekyll and Hyde two weeks for him. Yeah, that is not what you were – I mean, I don't think anybody was really expecting that kind of performance. I mean, I don't expect, you know, every guy to have a, a career day every single game, but you're not expecting that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you expect better from a guy who's been, you know, pretty much going off lately. So not uh, not ideal for Kevin there, but he probably would have needed, a, you know, a really big game anyways to to have a chance there. Yeah, I mean, Brad got, I feel like Brad kind of got lucky this week, too, just because he, you know, went up against Kevin. Because, I mean, he didn't necessarily have duds, I guess. I mean, Mixon, I'd consider a dud at nine points. But, you know, all the, Connor had a good week. But everybody else that he started between Mostert, Cup, and Rice and Ferguson all had pretty pedestrian games. But it was enough. Yeah, I mean, his team, very average games. Yeah, like you said, thought of a couple guys. So, um, you know. Pedestrian average game is better than a complete dud, so he just had more of those than Kevin, basically. I know we should go through and look at all the uh, teams with teams that would have beat all of these teams this week. I think there's at least yeah. three of them. Yeah, and I mean, these teams also probably weren't submitting their lineups either, so they could potentially have a better lineup out there than what they put up. But yeah, I know. Yeah, we had Laura, who uh, had the second most points week 15 and lost uh and then she would have had like 190 some points this week and would have easily beat any team she played so i i know she was frustrated about that i mean as anybody would be but um you know sometimes it's better once you're eliminated not to even look what your team put up because then it just leaves you even more upset i feel like yes i think i think it was shiva i made it to the playoffs one year like six years ago I got knocked out in the first round, and I scored, like, an insane amount of points the next two two rounds, and I would have, like, won out had I just won that first matchup. And it's like, what are you going to do? Can't cry over yeah. spilled milk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you have to do it in all, in all three matchups usually to, to win. So, Although I would say I think Laura is in a position where she can cry over it a little bit since, you know, she made an, a big old trade with me. To get Jared Goff, give up a first in Addison, and doesn't even start Goff in her playoff matchup, so she could cry a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we we didn't have an episode last week. We did talk about that uh, a little bit in our dynasty group chat there, but yeah, a questionable decision for sure. Um, obviously, you know that was when Goff had a forty-point game, so that would have been the difference. But yeah, again, it's hindsight, so. Uh, you live, you learn, and you hope the fantasy gods treat you better the next time. I mean, I mean, Jamie, when you're in the playoffs, do you go off of, like, player streaks? Like, if they're in a cold slump, are you worried about starting a top 10 player at that position? Or, you you know, they're a top 10 player, you're going to start them regardless if you're in the playoffs? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I would, If I have a top 10 guy, I'm going to start him regardless, unless there's some sort of you know, other circumstance, like, you know, just playing injured, limited or something like that. But yeah, for the most part, I, I would definitely start the top 10 guy that, you know, I trust. So no, yeah, I'd, I, rather, I'd rather go down with the ship knowing that I put up the better option. Right. And then sitting there going like, why did I overthink that? Yeah, no, I agree. You have to play your best lineup and, you know, and unless you have a, you know, two other quarterbacks who have been playing better. I mean, so I, I don't know that you can make the case on that for Love, but Jordan Love, who was in there instead. But, um, yeah, yeah, you have to put what you think is your best lineup out there. And, you know, maybe she did. Love was better. I don't know. But uh, obviously didn't pan out that way that week. No, and then uh, another matchup. And week 15 was Lombardi against Kudlow. That was a close game. That was uh, 126 to 131. I know Baker had a Yeah, that was another game. most. That was the Baker 40-point game, right? Yeah. 
and he and Kula had Marquise Brown out there with a goose egg. I mean, just get to the playoffs, you can win. Yeah, yeah, he he overcame that goose egg to get a win there against uh, against Nick. That's right. Uh, do we want to talk about the Ryan versus Pat matchup from Week 15? Uh, I mean, you can mention it. It was a blowout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, Ryan went all in. Uh, you know, he has, he has a good team, but uh, I think he had Keenan Allen out week 15, but I don't think that really made a difference in that matchup. But, yeah, I mean, his team just laid an egg um, outside of Debo, who had a game. You know, Lawrence had 16 points. I mean, he made that big trade with you for Dak to get four and a half points out of Dak in the playoffs. So, And Dak had been the hottest quarterback in the league since, like, week six. So. Uh, that, that something was, that no one expected yeah, like, either. I mean, he was looking so good, and then they came out that game, and they he looked terrible. All the passes were too far ahead, yeah. behind the receivers or over them. Yeah, the Bills yeah. just owned that back to him. I feel I yeah. feel for Ryan looks. I mean, I, like even on paper, like the team is probably one of the most stacked teams in the league, but that doesn't mean you win anything. Exactly. I mean. Yeah. What, what happened to Stephon Diggs? Has anybody? When's the last Dude, time that's Stephon a great Diggs question. over twenty points? One, two, five of his last six games are single-digit fantasy points. So something. I don't know what's going on with Diggs. Maybe he. I mean, he, he just turned thirty. Maybe. Maybe it's an aging. He's not as. You know, he's lost a step or something. I have no idea. Like it's. He was doing very good the first half of the year, and then he just fell off the map. So I mean, maybe he, maybe he's playing through an injury that's not even talked about. I mean, because it's so rare maybe. to see somebody just completely drop off a cliff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these get three for thirty-four, four for twenty-seven, six for seventy-four on a touchdown, four for twenty-four, four for twenty-eight, five for twenty-nine. That's his last six games. Atrocious. Very atrocious. Like, just completely fell off the map. So, I mean, a, a lot of teams with digs that probably had early playoff exits. I mean, he, he got you to the playoffs and then he just fell off. So, uh, that there's no explanation for it that I can think of. No, I do remember, though, too, Ryan was absolutely thrilled. You know, Tyreek Hill was out. So, Pat had to start uh, McLaurin. And oh. had the best game of the, the season for himself. His only 100-yard game of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, just bad luck. That's the way the way it happens sometimes in fantasy. Uh, yeah, I, and then, oh, Ty Chandler, no Madison, so Ty Chandler went off that week for Pat as well, 27 points. Um, 100 yards and a touchdown. So, also, I was not what Ryan was expecting. No, I will say, uh, getting that bye in Shiva this year, man, it really makes you appreciate like being able to get a bye week and not having to worry about that first set of games just because, especially when you look at the bye, you have win that game and you're in the championship. Exactly. You take out that whole extra, you you take out that whole extra game of stress. Yep. Yeah, even if you would have easily won during your bye week, you're, you're not stressing about anything. You're not even setting your lineup, probably. You're just... One less league to worry about that week. And, you know, one less one week less where you have to worry about, you know, going against a team that just goes off completely, too. So, yeah, you get to buy. You only have to win one matchup. Then you're playing for money at that point. So. But, yeah, that's where we're at in the, in the Dynasty and the Lake League here. Uh, so, two lovers, Brad, and we'll have... Uh, an update next week on who our first champion is in this league. Uh, going to the Shiva League, that a little bit, but uh, Joe, that's the league you and I are facing off for a championship next week. Yep, this is my second straight championship game. Hopefully I come away with a different uh, outcome. As last year, I had the three Bengals going, and that was a game where DeMar Hamlin had his cardiac event so that was very yes. unfortunate yeah then that was monday night too like right at the end of the week and fantasy commissioners everywhere were scrambling to try to come up with a solution 
And, uh, know, it'd be a lot easier if I didn't have any of them last year. That didn't matter on, on Monday night, but yeah, you know, and Pat, we're, Pat worked for me too last year. We tried to come up with an alternative. We played week 18, I believe. And yeah, it still didn't matter because I had players that weren't starting. It was just, it was a mess. Yeah. There's no easy way or easy solution. Um, yeah, that, that, that was a mess. I hope that never happens again because I, I commissioned like three or four leagues. Oh, uh, it's always that was a headache. So yeah, hopefully nobody almost dies in a game this week. We don't have to worry about that. But no, and I think this week, I mean, my lineup is pretty much. I have one option against you, where I could substitute basically one player, and everybody else on my team is ravaged with injuries with Jamar Chase, uh, Christian Kirk, Hawkinson. So you know, just gonna ride or die and see what happens. I had I scored the most points I scored all week. In the playoffs last week so hopefully you know the hot streak continues but i do have a lot of unfavorable matchups so we'll see how it shakes out yeah yeah i mean we, we've been saying it all, all all episodes so far i mean anything can happen in the playoffs so um yeah we'll see yeah it is, it is uh there is a little bit more on the line for me i guess for everybody because uh, but more so for me, because if I do win, this will be my third championship and I would take down the dynasty pot. Um, but obviously that puts a lot on the line for everybody else too, if you're able to win. So there are 10, 11 teams in this league rooting against me this week. So, uh, just to keep that pot going, but, um, I would say too, like yeah. I, I, if I, if, if I'm able to pull the upset, cause I, you are favored by like 20 points too, granted it's whatever it's projections. But yeah. if I could stop you from winning with the way my team is built, I feel like my window, like you definitely have an older team. Yeah, I definitely I feel do. like my window, if I can win, like I have like a five year window that looks really good. That's just mm-hmm. opening. So it's really going to be interesting. Like if I do, it's really interesting because there's just so many different aspects of the dynasty part in this game. You win, you get the pot. I win. You know, you got to really probably figure out what you want to do from there. I mean, it's not like you're completely not competing. You're still going to be a competing team. But I don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to be a top three team. Top, you know what I mean? Like that top two. Like, I don't know if you're going to continue your winning streak next year and not take a loss. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you couldn't be more correct on that. I don't have any. I think I have a fourth round draft pick next year. Um, and I have guys like Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, um, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. These are all guys, you know, third. 30 or put an older or pushing 30, I guess for Hill, he's still 29, but yeah, I mean a very, very much older team. Um, you know, I have a couple of younger, like Amon Ross St. Brown, Trey McBride, young promising pieces. Um, but for the most part, my team's older. So my window, maybe I have another year in my window. If, if guys stay healthy. So it'll be yeah, so pretty interesting much, to see. Yeah. I'm all in. Basically this year, and if I don't win this week, then I'll be all in next year. And then after that, I think I need to tear it down at that point. But ah, man, this is gonna be so stressful on Sunday. This one's gonna. Be, this is the stressful week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm in a, I'm in a few championships this week, but I, I don't care if I get blown out in the other four if I win this one. But um, yeah, the, definitely the most important one to me. And I'm sure to you, too, because, you know, it's one of the bigger pots, plus, you know, just for winning and plus. We've been know, doing it. We've been doing it just for so long. I mean, that's just, you know, right. you your blood and tears into it type of thing. And I've been yeah. bad for a long time. So I would love this to actually get a win here and actually, you know, make my push for the pot and not say you win. My window's still open. Oh, cool. That dynasty pot's going to be like 200 bucks, <laughs> you know. Well, it'd be more than that. Yeah. yeah. By the time you three, Since I did say I had unfavorable matchups, I mean, I think Thursday night, after the Thursday night game, we'll have a pretty good idea of which direction this matchup's going to. So I'll have Brees Hall, most likely Garrett Wilson in there, and Najoku, who I'll play on Thursday night. So I think we'll have a pretty good indication. I mean, there's a chance that I could be walking out of Thursday night with, I don't think you have anybody going Thursday night, right? No. So I'll, no, I could I either be up. 12 points or I could be uh you know 40 or more which would be ideal but we'll have a pretty good idea I think of what's what's the matchup's going to do after Thursday night yeah that that's a good point so that could 
That could be a good thing or a bad thing for either of us. <laughs> yeah. Basically. You know, I get three that's I that. get three duds and you're just kinda of like, well, that's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you have three duds, it's probably hard to recover from that early in the week. But you know, you wanna you gotta hope for at least average games for for your team to to hang in there and you know, see what happens when we have the main slate on Sunday. I will say, like, I am I am nervous about Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And, I mean, not so much Njoku because he's looked so good with Flacco since Flacco's come. But uh, I would say, like, Hallson, Hall and Wilson scare me just because it's the Browns' defense. But at the same time, Wilson now has looked good a couple games in a row. And Hall's coming off the best game of his career. So, hopefully, you know, that they're, they're getting to that point where – because I think they're going to be both studs. Hopefully, they're getting to that point now where, like, they can just like take over games like that, and it doesn't really matter who they're facing. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's. Uh, I mean, but they also you know the Browns coming off his best yeah. game. Yeah, he's coming off his best game, but it's not like they were facing a top defense last week either. True. I mean, yeah. There. I mean, Washington is about as easy of a of a matchup there is for you know running backs or receivers this year, but. Um, yeah, I mean, still, I mean, if you're, I think he has 12 receptions that game. So, I mean, even if he doesn't put up big yardage, if they throw him the ball that much, he'll put up a, a solid game still. Oh, Thursday night, I got to work too. So I'm going to be looking at my phone the whole night at work going, what's going on? Yeah. I don't need the Amari, I don't need the Amari Cooper show. I need the David Njoku show on Thursday <laughs> night. I, I, I was, I'm still looking to get tickets for this game. I, I saw like a couple weeks ago, they're like, you know, one hundred and twenty dollars or whatever for the Thursday night game. We call it go down as we get closer. Uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. They're like thirty dollars for the given price right now for this Browns Jets game. Well, that's because if the Browns win, they clinch the playoff spot, right? Yeah, I, I'm assuming that's why because the playoffs clinch if they win. So I mean, I would, I would assume. Like, I know you want to go to the game, but I would say at this point, why not just save your money and try to go to see if they get the first round division game at home. Go to that. Yeah, that's a that's a better idea. I mean, yeah, maybe I, I do say, that. <laughs> there hasn't been a home playoff game in here in how many decades? Well, yeah, I mean, unless the Ravens fall through, which I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to. I mean, they would need like two upsets, a couple upsets, I think, in the uh, first round of the playoffs for them to have a home playoff game chance. But No, shouldn't they still have a home playoff? Because the Ravens and the other team would get a bye. So then the Browns would be the top team hosting in the divisional round, right? No, or you have to win your the other two division winners. Yeah. The other two division winners. Well, no, only one team gets a buy now since it's at seven. Okay. That's a, they changed So, but yeah, then the division winners all get the home game. So we'd be the five Dang. seed. So we're likely be in Jacksonville or Indy, whoever wins the South. Or Houston, I guess they're still alive there, too. But, well, Andy, we can make the drive too. True, true. But yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, you know, not only for fantasy, but obviously as Browns fans, just uh, you know, we we don't get this opportunity often to to go to the playoffs or clinch a playoff spot two weeks early. So especially uh, now, yeah. like especially with Flacco now, I mean, they. Ah. The whole, like, first half of the season, it was, like, just be game manager. You know, that's what we kind of want. Like, the defense can carry. Just don't – offense, like, move the ball. That's all we wanted. Flacco's yeah. in here throwing into windows like he just doesn't care. I mean, these windows are super tiny. And he, he can throw three picks, and he's still going to go out there and try to throw through that window. Yeah, I mean, he's found the window more often than not, too. I mean, there's that one uh, – the Cooper – was that against the Bears, that Bears game yeah. where it was like three, three defenders and Cooper turned it up field for a touchdown, where it was the tightest window imaginable and it got through? Like, he's been doing a lot of that. It would be sweet if they go on a nice little playoff run here, too. Because, I mean, Flacco was literally on the couch doing nothing, doing what we're doing right now. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean... Do you want me to start Flacco over Josh Allen on Thursday night just so I have some juice in that matchup? Uh, you don't have the stones to do that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I bet he scores more than Josh Allen this week. Uh, I mean, I, it's possible, but I'm not going to bet on that in my fantasy. 
<laughs> ah. But I swear, if I lose to Justin Tucker, I will flip a freaking lid, dude. Oh, man. You'll bring up, you'll be the first one to bring the vote back for banning kickers in this league, then. I mean, this is, this is never going to happen this league while Rosito's in the league. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think he did say if I win, he was out. So maybe if he's out, that means we can get rid of kickers. Uh, how convenient. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I even I mentioned to Kevin last week, too. I was like, cause I hate seeing it come down to that for like playoff games. So I even met like yeah. when we were messaging. I was like, I don't know if Jamie would be OK with it. I'm like, do you just not want to count kickers this week? I don't know if Jamie will let us like put up, like be able to take our kickers out of the lineup and just put our lineups forward. What did he say to that? Was he was he in for it? I, it sounded like he was in for it, but like well, I just never got around to asking you, and we just kind of rolled with it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, didn't come down to it anyway, so. <sighs> bummy, bummy kickers. Might as well, might as well, might as well add defenses to dynasty, Jamie. Why not? I am in a dynasty league with defenses, and that's it's interesting because it's like super high scoring defenses. Oh man! So like. You know, on average, you know, a good defense on a good week is going to get you like 25 points. But uh, for, for not a good week, on average, it's probably like 15. But um, yeah, that like in the startup draft, like defenses were every defense is owned and they were all going in like the, you know, seventh through ninth round startup. So that was an interesting concept for sure. That definitely seems so early, but I mean, they they, they score points, so it makes sense. There, I mean, it's a 14-team league, so there's a, and there's a limited number of defenses in the you know only 32, so yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, as far as like their value on a year-to-year basis, so that can change drastically, and that's kind of cool. But yeah, it is an interesting concept. I I like that better than kickers, at least. I like that better than IDP too, because I don't have the time. Yeah. Uh, sit here I didn't really dive into IDP report values and no I agree with you I, I'm in one IDP dynasty league and yeah it's it creates a lot of extra work just for one league that I do IDPs in because you know you have to still do the you know same amount of work looking up players and projections you know values who to start all that stuff and it's you know just for one league for those positions do those players get are they like you know does it make sense how the scoring is like a tackle is a point is a sack yeah. like two points or something three stack is three points yeah tackle one assist half tackle for a loss three points um yeah quarterback hits pass point and a half i think you know interceptions are four points um so kind of it's kind of a little bit more than like your key defense scoring but Interesting. But yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about a few guys who've been maybe playoff winners or, or losers, guys who might have won you your first couple of playoff matchups here or lost you it uh, because you were expecting more? So I'll start with quarterbacks here. Uh, Derek Carr, surprisingly, the top quarterback on the playoffs here. Quarterback five, week 15, quarterback two, week 16. Uh, not far behind him is Baker, who was quarterback two and quarterback 14. Get either of those guys, especially Baker, two weeks ago, you probably moved on in, in your playoffs. Um, some guys that, you know, we were just talking about Joe Flacco, like coming out of nowhere. He's been a QB one the last couple of weeks, along with Nick Mullins. So, uh, you know, that's very frustrating, I think. Uh, some, in, in fantasy sometimes where you lose to a team that's maybe starting one of these guys at quarterback and they just have a big week. But, I mean, it happens every year come playoff time. There's somebody like this that goes off. No, I mean, in, the, in another dynasty league I was in, I had uh, uh, Cousins. And, you know, I ended up making a trade uh, at the deadline for, I think I got Mike Evans out of it, and I had him throw Dobbs in. And, you know, two weeks later, Dobbs isn't even in the equation anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of fell off quick for the Vikings after his hot start there. But then then Mullins came in and put up numbers. So I mean, yeah, things like that, crazy things like that have happened. 
it's amazing that uh, Hertz is up there as you know nine and four the last two weeks because I mean he just doesn't look the same though. Like I, I still think he's got that nagging injury because it just doesn't look. Yeah. The offense on the Eagles doesn't look as fluid this year. Yeah, I agree. He's not 100 percent for sure, but he's still, you know, he's still getting rushing touchdowns from the one yard line and. You know, doing enough in the passing game to, to put up top ten fantasy quarterback numbers. So, um, yeah, he, he's he's been up there still. You know, given the overall offensive struggles for the team, I will be interested to see too if they actually address the uh, tush push in the off season. Yeah, I yeah, I was watching football with my dad yesterday, and he was like, "Oh, I hate this play. They need to get rid of it." They, I think it's more of a boomer thing where they want to get rid of it because they don't like, you know, change to you know, how, how football is meant to be played, if you will. But I don't see – I mean, what are you gonna, you're going to say, like, you can't push any player in the back. I mean, that happens a lot, like, downfield and stuff, too. Like, you know, push the pile, that sort of thing. So, yeah, you might be able to still push the pile, but maybe they do something within, you know, two yards of the line of scrimmage you can't push. Or even if it's the wording of the person taking the ball from under center can't be pushed in the back. Uh-huh. So I could see something like that coming along with it. Because, I mean, there's going to be no way to stop this. When you watch the replays of, like, how low Kelsey and the two guards get, like, there's just – there's going to be no stopping this. Like, you could try jumping over the pile all you want, but they are getting so low off that ball that they're – you no matter what, you can get the yard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles, yeah, do it the best. But there's some other teams that try to do it, but they just don't do it anywhere near as good as the Eagles. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I know I know that'll be be a big topic in the off season, and you know the mainstream media's are gonna love talking about that in all the talk shows all off season as well. Here, especially if the Eagles make a run or in the playoffs again or go to the Super Bowl, even um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, some quarterback losers though, uh, to uh with a little bit of a letdown the last couple of weeks here, quarterback 21 and 19 and Trevor Lawrence, 19 and 29. And we talked about Dak, uh, quarterback 32, two weeks ago, uh, and then bounced back a little bit at quarterback 16 this past week. But uh, likely if you had Dak two weeks ago, you probably were not alive to play week 16. That's true. I did overcome yeah. uh, Tua's. QB 19 in uh, the ESPN redraft league this week. So we were on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I survived on a, a league as well with Tua this past week. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, as bad as Dak's week 15, but uh, it wasn't a great last couple of weeks for him. Uh, running back wise, I mean, some obvious names here Christian McCaffrey, RB1, RB2 the last two weeks. Jameer Gibbs, RB3 the last two weeks, each of the last two weeks. And Kyron Williams, 5-11. and 11. Um, You know, three guys who have pretty much been top 10 guys all year when they've been playing. Uh, James Conner, guy who's had an up and down year, but strong last couple weeks here, RB12, RB5. And Rashad White's a guy who's had a really strong second half. We, I don't think we've talked too much about him, but, uh, you know, he's – Really had no competition for touches in the Tampa Bay backfield here the last, or really all season, but last half of the season, he's been putting up some numbers. RB7, RB8, the last two weeks. Uh, as far as some RB losers, uh, Devon Achan, RB29 and 53 the last two weeks. Um, basically, Mostert's been in the touchdowns, Achan's been mixed in. Not quite as explosive as we saw from him earlier in the year. Javante Williams, I mean, probably weren't accounting on too much for him, but RB 51 and 27 is worse than you were expecting there. And Travis Etienne's really fallen off the second half of the year, too. RB 25, RB 47 the last two weeks. Now, I, I have not been following up on all the statistics. Has uh, Javante's usage still been up and it's just not been productive? Or has he been splitting more? So it, it depends on the game script, really, for Javante. 
Um, in games where they're winning, his usage is way up there. But when they're trailing, they throw a lot of Samaj P. Ryan out there for passing downs. And that takes Javante off the field. And I think they were losing a good amount of the game to New England. So that cost him a lot of snaps, basically. All right. At least this past week. Uh, I figured the week before was the game against Detroit, I think, where they were also down big. So that, and the math has up there and why he had a couple down weeks. Uh, Receiver-wise, talking about Amari Cooper, uh, he was wide receiver one this past week, but wide receiver 10 the week before. He's been one of the big playoff winners. Uh, Monroe St. Brown, wide receiver six and four. And T. Higgins, who's had a really down year for his standards at least, but uh, with Chase out the last, well, Chase missed this last week, got hurt the week before, but uh, wide receiver 12, wide receiver seven the last two weeks for T. Higgins. So starting to put together some a string of games here. Uh, it, it is his contract year as well, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, see if they find a way to keep him at Cincy or not. See, I think he's finally healthy, too. That's the other issue with T. I think he was, yeah. first half of the season, he was also dealing with something for many weeks at the beginning of the season, but he's healthy, and <clears throat> it also helps that, you know, Browning is looking very capable at moving the ball as backup, too, so that's definitely surprising, and definitely surprising to see T. Higgins' name on here, you know, with yeah. Burrow out being a playoff winner. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have expected it, but yeah, he's put together some games. Uh, wide receiver losers, we have DJ Moore. We talked about him having two down weeks. Wide receiver 42 and 79. Granted, he did get hurt a little bit in this last game. Drake London, uh, you probably didn't want to have to count on him, but I know I had to start him at least in one league in the playoffs. Uh, wide receiver 78 and 64 in the last two weeks. So, woof on that. That was really tough to try to root for him, uh, especially with, you know, going from Desmond Ritter to Taylor Heineke didn't seem to make much of a difference. Uh, and then A.J. Brown, not horrible, but, uh, you know, down for his standards at least. Wide receiver 32 and 28 the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're expecting A.J. Brown to be you know, a top 10 guy week in and week out. And yeah. Not so much. I mean, you know, I know Ryan's team has A.J. Brown, and, you know, two weeks ago yeah. when he was number 32, he lost that matchup. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a good point. Uh, I think he had him in multiple dynasty leagues. I think he has him in the Shiva League too, right? And uh, he also yeah, lost. Like, look, look, he's got also got Trevor Lawrence and Dak on this list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of these guys, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bad, bad time, just bad timing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then lastly, tight end wise, David and Joku, tight end one, tight end four in the last two weeks. Cole Komet, tight end eight and five, and Jawan Johnson, uh, a surprising name here, white or tight end twelve and tight end nine the last two weeks. I believe he had touchdowns in both of those games. So, really, all you need to be a top twelve tight end uh, on a weekly basis, but uh, those were the top winners of tight end. Really only one tight end loser uh, for a relevant name, at least I can find. That would be Pat Fryer. Tight end 33 two weeks ago. And then a goose egg this past week to finish as tight end 62. I am curious um, what the la- what Chris Olave was the past two weeks. I think he missed. Did he miss a game week 15? Was it 15 he missed one? It's either 14 or 15. I think it was 15. It was, so he didn't play week 15, which is why I didn't include him. Gotcha. Yeah. I know he's been pretty pretty hot lately, too, like the last couple weeks outside of the game he missed. Yeah. Yeah, three of his last four games over 100 yards. So he's another game he had a touchdown still. So, yeah, he, he's been putting up numbers. But, yeah, he just missed that first fantasy playoff game. Um, but yeah, so other than that, quick update on top five rookies for the year. Uh, we have Puka still at the number one spot, who's just seems to be going off on a weekly basis still. Sam Laporta, number two. Jameer Gibbs, three. Bijan Robinson, four. And Jordan Essen at number five. 
I believe Rasheed Rice is just outside of the top five here, just a few points behind Addison. So if Addison does miss some time with injury, I would expect Rasheed Rice to take over that fifth spot. All right, but uh, yeah, it's a good year for the rookies. Yeah, it is. We'll we'll definitely have to do a postseason rookie recap. I know we did, I think we did a midseason one, but just end of year where we're at with these rookies, do a you know kind of redo a mock draft, see where we are with everybody uh, on the twenty three class before we start to get into the twenty twenty four rookie class for uh, you know the upcoming draft that'll be here before we know it. Uh, I don't know how are we out on time, Jamie. I mean, do you want if you, if you if you want, we can go over our ESPN matchup real quick. Sure, yeah, we can we can touch on that. Uh, I know some of our listeners are in that league as well. Uh, so this is a super flex redraft league that we're in. Uh, I think it's a deeper league. I think we start like eleven guys each. Uh, but yeah, Joe and I are in the championship in this league as well against each other. So. Uh, we have matchups. I was the ten, okay. Yeah, with no kicker or defense. Um, but yeah, we. I'm pulling it up now. So if you have it ready, you can start, Joe. Well, I know we have the same record, but I think that I finished with the most points and technically that probably gives me the tiebreaker with uh, best record. I would assume. Yeah, you were the one seed, and I was the two seed. And just like in Chiba, except it was flipped. I was. I think I'm one there. You were two. I think this is going to be a really close matchup. Um, I had Burrow, and luckily enough, uh, I was able to get Browning on the waiver wire as soon as Burrow was out. So that pretty much saved my whole season here. Um, yeah, I got. I feel real lucky with this draft. I mean, I haven't done a redraft, especially Superflex, in so long. So it was weird seeing the quarterbacks going and the run on like certain players. And like, I feel like I got CD Lamb in like the fourth or fifth round, like fourth round or something. I was like, okay. This is sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, I, my team, I got Browning, uh, Brees Hall, Brian Robertson, so hopefully he goes. But I also have Gonzalez, right? That's his name if he doesn't go. Or Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Pittman, hopefully he goes. Nakua, which is like one of my lat- late round picks, too, was Nakua. Dalton Schultz has had an awesome season. Keenan Allen, uh, DJ Moore, and Tua. I mean, that, that's a – pretty great lineup and you got a great team too so this will be interesting you got Mahomes, Pollard, Mostert, Diggs which hopefully we didn't talk Diggs into having a monster game now. <laughs> uh, Mari Cooper so hopefully he's got that whole scoring 55 fantasy points out of his system. Ayuk, uh, Ferguson, Tyler Lockett, Chandler and Baker Mayfield is your second quarterback who man you got lucky on that because he is balling this year. Yeah, he, he, I had I think I had Mac Jones originally as my QB two in this league, and uh, I think I might have drafted Baker as a third quarterback. I don't remember, but yeah, he he's been putting up numbers. So, um, yes, yeah, I feel the last. I couple got Devontae Smith on my bench too, so I might put him in. I don't know, but yeah, I mean Baker has definitely helped you a ton this year. I feel like you probably definitely feel a little let up, left down with uh, Ramondre. Yeah, and Judy is like dust this year. I mean, I've come close to dropping Judy a few times these days. So. Yeah, that's one of those. That's yeah. one of those. Even like with Dynasty, I don't even understand it. It's just he went to being like at least productive and usable and serviceable to just like a, he's a roster clogger. He is. Yeah, that's where it's become. I mean, he had a strong finish last year and had a lot of hype, but then just fell off completely this year. He has. He's not somebody you could even consider for you know, starting lineup at any point this season. Even if Sutton misses time, like, nobody's going to want with an injury now. Like, nobody's putting Judy in their lineup. No, they're rushing to go get Mims and put Mims in there. Yeah, I would would do that before I put Judy in there. I mean, (laughs) he hasn't shown any sign of explosiveness or anything. What's his stats on the year? Let's look at that. I know. Do we really want to look at it? So he's 48 catches. Uh, for 625 yards and one touchdown. Oh, <laughs> that is bad. I know we had that debate last year with Sutton versus Judy where, you know, it looks like I won initially and then Judy got hot the second half of the year. Uh, and then Sutton, now Sutton looks like he's the better player again. <laughs> A lot yeah, of that. That pendulum was that. definitely back on your side in that debate. And 
like I still say like to me Sutton's year this year too was just like such a reliable year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nothing explosive, year, like, but yeah. yeah. He did, you know, he'd get five catches, 60 yards, touchdown more week, more often than not, and, you know, solid wide receiver three numbers. I mean, you have Mahomes. If Mahomes was anything like he played the past three years, I mean, you probably would have had best record and most points easily. Yeah, I mean, he, he just had a down, bad year to have the 1.01 and take Mahomes in a redraft league. But yeah, we'll see what happens in this league. Um, yeah, that that should be based on projections. That should be a pretty close matchup here, and I think you know we both definitely have the best teams in this league too, just throughout the regular season, looking at you know points scored and all that. But yeah, so good luck to you in both leagues this week. That you too. Fun. I don't know if we're doing this next week or if we're gonna have to wait a week or what happens, but. Hopefully I yeah. can, hopefully we come back on the show and I'm like, yeah, I'm two and oh in my playoff games this last week. <laughs> hopefully not, good but yeah, as well. Well, good, luck, good luck to you as well. I know you're in like five championships this week. Yeah, I had a I was a I had a probably one of the best fantasy seasons I've had thus far at least. I mean, I made the playoff in nine out of eleven leagues and got to the semis in all nine of those. And then yeah, I'm left playing for five fantasy championships this week. So no um, offense, Jamie. I hope, least I hope you go. I hope you go three and two. Yeah, I I, I would assume that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope that too if I were in your position. So, <laughs> but yeah, we'll definitely do an episode you. next week. Yeah, you too, man. We'll do an episode next week, recap championship week, and then you know from there on out, you know, we'll probably tune down the frequency a little bit throughout the off season. But we'll definitely have some off season content. Uh, like we did last year, just to prep for, you know, the, the upcoming draft and maybe recap the rookies like we talked about and a few other topics as well. So, but uh, yeah, good luck to everybody else out there still alive in any fantasy championships this week. And I think that's our show for today. So we'll we'll talk to you all next all week. Right. See you guys and good luck to everybody. All right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>